So I'm going to be talking a little bit today about divine healing, walking in health, and, you know, just the reality of what does it mean? You know, you can believe in divine health, but to really walk it out is a whole nother thing and to actually be living in it, experiencing it. And so, you know, I kind of just want to start off by saying, you know, hey, we believe in divine health. I believe that if you, if you, if you get this word on the inside of you, if you've been redeemed, you don't have to be sick one day in your life. The last time you were sick can be the last time that you ever have symptoms in your body because that's what the Bible says. That's what Jesus has purchased for you on the cross. And so, but you know, I want to just encourage anyone out there, you know, maybe you feel like you have been believing that you've received the word of, of divine healing, of walking in health. And maybe you feel like, you're getting discouraged because maybe you do have symptoms in your body, you know, and faith is not denying the reality that you may have symptoms in your body or you may have pain in your body, you know, but I just want to encourage you that, you know, the devil's best, the, the, his best trick is to get you discouraged, to get you to get offended at the word of God, to get you to pull back. And so that's why I want to come on here. I want to encourage you never get discouraged, never start to condemn yourself because you think that you lack faith or whatever. That's the worst thing that that, that, that's what the devil wants is for you to feel condemned to feel like hey I don't have enough faith whatever no I want you to be encouraged and that's why I'm going to talk about just like practically how can we walk this out you know because you may believe this and and you know as soon as you know the bible says in in mark chapter four as soon as the word of healing comes to you the seed of the word immediately the devil comes to try to steal the seed to steal the word But, you know, it's not something to be afraid of when you're aware that the enemy comes to steal the word. In reality, when you feel symptoms in your body, the reality is it's not an attack on your body. It's actually an attack on the word. And when you see it that way and you understand, the Bible says, don't be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. Okay, so we can't be ignorant. When you understand the attack is on the word, that's what gives you strength and power to double down on the word, to not let go, to hold fast of the word that you have received concerning your healing. And so, you know, Mark chapter four is is definitely a really good it's, it's obviously it's for every doctrine, but especially concerning healing, you know, you receive the, the seed of the word that by his stripes, I was healed, that I am healed. That is the truth of God's word. And so, you know, obviously the Bible says that immediately the devil tries to steal the word before it can take root in you. Cause once the seed grows roots deep on the inside of you, the devil knows he can't move you. He can't get you off of it. But you know, that's why it's so, it's so important that when you first receive that word, you guard the seed. You don't let anything take that from you, regardless of symptoms, regardless of anything that comes, do not give up on the word of God. You know that because that's exactly what the devil wants is to steal it from you. And you know, his other best tactic is to get people to be offended. You know, one of the other soils that it falls on. So the first thing is like the devil comes to steal the word and then there's persecution. There's, there's stuff that arises on the account of the word. And so, you know, this is so, I mean, I, I've experienced this. The the devil's greatest thing that he tries to get you to do is to attack you and then get you to blame God and be offended at God. Because ultimately you may not think you're offended at God, but when you, when you feel a symptom in your body or something like that, so a lot of people tend to pull back from God. They pull back from the message of divine healing because deep down they're offended at God. Deep down they're offended by the word because they think, oh, it's not working, God, whatever. But ultimately when you recognize, and that's why I'm gonna talk about this, when you recognize the attack is not on your body, it's not an attack of sickness, it's an attack on the word. 
It's an attack on your identity as a child of God that has been redeemed from the curse. And when you see it like that, when you see it as an attack on the word, that is what will give you strength and power that something's going to rise up on the inside of you that I will not let go of this word. I will not bow my knee. I will not let go of this revelation that God has given me that I am healed. And you have to make up your mind. That's the best part. When you make up your mind to believe the word and to hold fast, you don't have to do it in your own strength. That's why I want to encourage you. You can't do it in your own strength. The Holy Spirit will help you. He is the one that's going to strengthen your faith. You know, Jesus said, I'm the author and I'm the perfecter of your faith. So you don't need to be worried. You don't need to be like feeling condemned because like, oh, well, I lack faith. No, all you need to do is make a simple decision. You know what, Lord, this is what's happening. This is a reality. I'm not denying it, but I'm choosing to believe your word. And as soon as you choose and make that decision, the Holy Ghost will kick in and he will strengthen you and empower you to hold on to that word and see it come to pass in your life. And so, you know, I think a really good example of this, um, Pastor Sandy has preached on this before. Some of y'all probably remember it. The The story of the Shunammite woman, it's in 2 Kings. You can go and read it, but um, for the sake of time, basically, you know, the Lord had given her the secret desire of her heart. The desire of her heart was to have a son. And so God gave her this, the the wonderful promise and she gave birth to a son. And um, so when her son got a little older, I think he was like 12 years old or something, the Bible says that he died. And so, you know, ultimately she could have immediately, and I see this happen with people all the time concerning healing, concerning the promises of God, anything they immediately, you can, you can either get offended at God and say, man, God gave me this. God gave me this promise. God gave me this thing, but then it it dies or it seems to die or look, not look like you thought it was going to look. And immediately people get offended at God and they pull back or they feel, they feel condemned. They feel like it's their own faith or whatever. But really, the Shunammite woman is such a great example of what we can do. She didn't, she didn't get all upset. She wasn't devastated. She didn't go run and tell a bunch of people. She didn't, she didn't let go of it and just be like, well, I guess he's, he died. It's over. Let me just let this go and try to get over it. No, she said, I, I will not let go of what God has spoken to me. God gave me this son and, and, and he's going to come back to life. And she went and she found the man of God. She found Elijah and she said, Hey, you told me that God was going to give me this son. And so you're, you're going to give me my son back. And she said, and she, everyone who asked her, how you doing? She said, it is well with me because she was confident. This thing that God has given me, this thing that God has spoken to me, this word, though it may look like it's dying, though it may look like in the natural, it's not, it's not happening. She decided I will not let go of what God has given me. I will not let go of what God has promised me. She doubled down. She went and she found the man of God and she said, and so she brought him back and, you know, long story short, her, her son was resurrected from the dead because she refused to let go of what God had given her, what God had spoken to her. And so it's the same thing with the word of healing. You got to make up your mind. No matter what happens, no matter the attack, I'm making a decision to not let go of what God has said about me. And when you make that decision, because, you know, ultimately our faith is tested by things come, storms come, trials come. Your faith is tested. But when you make that decision, let me just tell you, the word will work for you. When you don't bow your knee, you will not burn. 
That's the whole thing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When you refuse to bow your knee, when you refuse to bow your knee on the word of divine healing, the word of God will stand for you and you will not burn. You will be healthy. You will be strong. All you need to do is make that simple decision and the Holy Spirit will help you. You know, I understand what it's like to be in a place where you feel like, man, I'm trying to believe the word, but I feel this way. But you know, ultimately... I just want to encourage the reason that I'm coming on here to encourage you is to not get discouraged because, you know, I've and I've experienced this in my own life. When you let discouragement settle in, discouragement really, it makes you pull back from God, makes you pull back from the word, makes you feel, you know, you, you kind of take on that victim mentality. But, you know, I just want to encourage you if you do have symptoms in your body, okay, you're not denying the reality. You know, faith, it's not calling the things that um, are as though they're not. It's calling the things that are not as though they were. And so we don't, we don't deny the symptoms, but we, we declare the truth that by Jesus' stripes, we were healed. And so, you know, kind of what I want to talk about this practically, you know, maybe you have symptoms in your body. You know, the reality is the Bible teaches that you're a spirit, you have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you live in a body. And so your spirit, that's, that's, you know, your spirit is born again, but we have to renew our mind and, and, and our, and our body is, we have to tell our body to submit to our spirit, you know, ultimately. And so, you know, the Bible says in Amos three, uh, three verse three, it says, can two walk together except they agree. So you got to get your mind and your body in agreement with your spirit because your spirit is where your healing is going to come from. You draw it out of your spirit. And so um, you got to tell your body to get in line with your spirit. And so that's why, you know, our spirit needs to be strong. We, we strengthen our spirit by the word of God. And so the more of the word in you, the stronger your spirit is, the stronger your spirit is, your spirit is able to take control over your mind and over your body. And so, you know, it's important you know whenever you feel symptoms you begin to tell your body what the word of God says you begin to tell your mind what the word of God says because you ultimately once you get those two things lined up with your spirit and you get your spirit leading you get your spirit having the ascendancy then your healing will manifest. And so, you know, I just want to encourage you with some things. So practically, what can you do? You, you begin to speak to, first of all, your body. You tell your body. First Corinthians chapter six talks about um, verse 19 and 20 says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who you received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So you tell your body, Body, you were bought with a price. You were bought with the blood of Jesus. Body, you will glorify God. Body, everything about you is going to honor God. Body, you are healed. You begin to tell your body what Isaiah 53 says. You says, you tell your body, surely, surely Jesus has borne my every sickness and he has carried away all my pain. Surely by the stripes that wounded him, my body is healed. And you begin to tell your body, Galatians 3.13, the blood of Jesus purchased my freedom from all the curse of the law. Part of the curse of the law is, the Bible says, it's every sickness, every disease, even those not mentioned in this book. So every sickness, that covers literally everything. You begin to tell your body, Jesus Christ became a curse in my place. He became my every sickness, every sickness, every symptom that the devil wanted to lay on you. Jesus became 
that pain. Jesus became that sickness and he was crucified on the cross and he was, he was resurrected. And now he's seated at the right hand of God, interceding for you, praying for you. And so you begin to tell your body, you begin to tell your body, body, you were redeemed. You were bought with the blood of Jesus, redeemed from the curse. You tell your body that the Holy Spirit is living in you, quickening your mortal body, making everything in you alive, driving out every form of sickness, every form of weakness, every form of disease. You begin to speak to your body because the word of God carries creative power. So as you're talking to your body, your words are actually releasing healing power, creative power, whatever's wrong in your body, you begin to tell your body what the word of God says. And so then not only do you have to speak to your body, but the, where the real this, and this is really where it comes in is you got to begin to tell your mind what to think. And so this is, this is, this is awesome because the Bible tells us that we're not a slave to our mind anymore. We're not a slave to our body. So, you know, you, you, I want you to know that is if you're born again, you are not a slave to your mind. You are not a slave to fear. You are not a slave to what your body feels. Ultimately, when we were born again, our spirit has been given dominion over our, our soul, our mind and over our body. And so you begin to tell your mind, begin to tell your mind what to think you, you know, we have, we have dominion over our mind and we have to use our mind as our slave. We're not a slave to our mind. Our mind is our slave. So you begin to tell your mind because ultimately the symptoms that you're feeling, you know, in your spirit, you may believe the word of God. You believe that you're healed, but the symptoms are speaking to your mind pain. They're speaking to your mind sickness, but ultimately the, the word of God and the blood of Jesus has to speak louder to your mind. Because ultimately the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word over you. So I want to tell you, maybe those symptoms are speaking to you. Maybe that pain is speaking to your mind, but I want to encourage you to tune your ear, tune your ear, tell your mind, hey mind, listen to what the blood of Jesus is saying. I hear the blood of Jesus speaking a better word over me. I hear the blood of Jesus reminding me that I am healed, that I've been bought with a price, that my body has been healed by the stripes that he took on his back. You begin to tell your mind, begin to ponder, begin to meditate, begin to imagine in your mind the, the whip, the whipping that Jesus took. Jesus was whipped 39 times and every lash that he took on his back, tell your mind, he was thinking about you. He was doing it, thinking about the pain that you're in and he was taking it in your place. You begin to tell your mind to meditate on what Christ has done. You begin to tell your mind and, and meditate on these things. Imagine it. Imagine Imagine yourself healed. Imagine yourself getting out of bed, feeling great. Begin to, to imagine yourself strong. Imagine yourself healed. Begin to play it out in your mind. Use your mind to your advantage. You know, you can, and I've done this before, you can use your mind to actually build your faith and get your hopes up. Because ultimately, you know, the world's, the world's way of thinking is, oh, well, don't get your hopes up, you know, because it may not happen. You don't want to be disappointed. That's the opposite of the Bible. God says to get your hopes up. And so one way that I personally do that is I, I will close my eyes, put the phone down, put the phone down. Hello. Put Netflix, turn Netflix off. Hello. Okay. And you begin to use your mind, close your eyes, begin to envision yourself 
healed. Begin to envision yourself laying hands on someone with cancer and them getting healed, getting out of their wheelchair. Begin to imagine yourself, envision yourself. And then not only that, envision Jesus himself. Begin to imagine him, picture him in your mind, seated at the right hand of God, speaking, witnessing for you that you are healed, praying for you that you are strong. You are healed by his stripes. You were healed. And you know, ultimately there's, there's a scripture in Hebrews and, um, This scripture honestly has set me free in the area of healing because, you know, a few years ago when I really got this revelation, you know, I, um, I did have a couple symptoms like after that, like sicknesses that tried to come on my body and they can't stay. But, um, something that really set me free, um, just a personal testimony. I, one night had a really bad migraine. Like I was, and I never really get migraines. So it was pretty weird. It was out of the blue, but it woke me up out of my sleep. I was in excruciating pain. And, you know, when you're in pain, it's like, you, you know, it's, it's hard to just, oh, I'm trying to muster up faith and quote the word of God and all that kind of stuff. And there's lots of things you can do, like take communion, anoint yourself with oil. But um, something that I began to do that I had heard Kenneth Hagin talk about is there's a scripture in Hebrews and it says, consider Jesus. And so I began to just, I was laying in bed and my head was hurting so bad and I just put on worship music and I began to consider Jesus. And so it's just like Abraham, the, the, the Hebrews also says, Abraham considered not his own body. So when you begin to move your mind, move your thoughts off of your body, consider not your body, consider not the symptoms, consider not the virus that is going around that everybody's getting sick, consider not the pain that you feel, maybe it's a migraine, consider not and begin to consider Jesus, ponder him, think about him, imagine him, think about the redemption that he wrought for you when he died on the cross. Think about his resurrection. Think about how much he loves you. Begin to ponder, begin to weigh in your heart all that he's done for you, how much he loves you. And ultimately, when you begin to ponder over and consider Jesus, consider how much he loves you. You know, the love of God is what is what your faith is rooted on. The Bible says that that faith worketh through love. And so, you know, ultimately that's a really good way. If you're feeling like, man, uh, you're getting weighed down, trying to muster up faith. You know, your faith is not in your own, whatever ability to try to get healed. Your faith is on what Christ has done. Your faith is what rests completely on what Christ has done and his love for you. Your faith worketh by love, not your love for God. Don't, don't get it confused. It's not your love for God. Your faith works through how much he loved you. He loves you so much that he took that sickness from you. He took every, that for you and he's given you healing. The Bible says that healing is the children's bread. So if you are a child of God, that's your daily right. Your daily provision is the healing of God, the health that that Jesus has provided for you. And so, you know, that's why it's so important to not get discouraged because... Um, you know, the devil, when you have symptoms in your body, ultimately it's an attack on your identity as a child of God. But I just want to encourage you, do not let go. Do not let go of the things that you believe. Do not let go of what God has shown you. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. And when you have symptoms, it's, it's ultimately, it's an attack on your identity. It's an attack on the word, but that's when something on the inside of you 
is going to rise up. The spirit of God will bring a scripture that will rise up on the inside of you. And the Bible says that when God sends his word, that word will heal you. You know, I've had symptoms in my body and man, the Holy Spirit, that's why it's so awesome. The Holy Spirit is an encourager. If you're getting discouraged, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always going to encourage you. When the enemy comes like a flood, the spirit of God raises up a standard against him. All of a sudden that word will begin to bubble up on the inside of you, the word that you need, the word that's going to manifest your healing, whatever it is. I mean, the Bible is full of scriptures that you can use to receive your healing, you know, but, but the spirit of God is what's going to quicken that word on the inside of you. And you begin to speak it out. You begin to meditate on it and you make up your mind. I am not letting go. This is one area of my, of the doctrine of of Jesus that we have to double down now more than ever, especially what's going on in the world with this pandemic. Now more than ever, we got to double down on this, this doctrine of divine healing. We cannot bow our knee. We cannot let go. No matter what comes, do not let go. Whatever story, if maybe you do feel symptoms, it's a storm that is arising on the account of the word. You begin to tell the storm what God says. And all you have to do is make up your mind. Hey, this is one area. I'm not bowing my knee. I'm not going to back off of this, this thing about healing. I'm not backing off no matter what comes. And as soon as you make that decision, the Holy Spirit's going to help you and empower you to walk it out. This is not just something that's like a nice thought, like, oh, it's always a battle. No, once you get this deep on the inside of you, you don't have to be sick anymore. It stops coming. That once you win the victory in one area so many times, the devil can't even, it's not even, he can't even attack you in that area anymore. So once you get the victory and you make up your mind not to bow your knee, you're not going to burn. You're not going to get sick. You're going to be healthy. You're going to be strong. You're going to walk in all that God has promised you. The Bible says that, that the people of God, there's not, there in the Old Testament, there was not one sick, not one feeble amongst their tribes. And that is what God is bringing this final hour church that's what he's bringing us into not one sick not one feeble and all it takes is us making a decision to believe the word of god and then he will give you the power he will give you the strength to believe and to and to walk it out and make it a reality in your life Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.